Welcome to another episode of Not Your Average Medicines. This is Ash, and I'm joined by my trusty co-podcasters, Nat. Hello. And Jimin. Hey, everybody. And we're here to talk about all the K-pop news and gossip that's fit to be tied, if that makes sense. How's everyone do? You know, the world keeps spinning, and there's not much you can do about that. So you just got to keep checking on. Your girl did a COVID test. She's negative. Wonderful. Derek Chauvin is going to jail. Wonderful. Uh, all other things right now? I don't know. The world keeps spinning. I'm going to end that. I don't even really know. Like, it's like crap basket, you know, just, I don't know, garbage. That's what it feels like right now. But it's also Monday. So that could also be compounding things. It's just been like a very annoying last couple of weeks, I feel. And the internet does not help. So, <laughs> yeah, but how about you, Ash? How's everything going? I mean, it's going, you know, it's just, you feel like you're on rails sometimes, but I guess that's better than, like, feeling like you're just kind of stuck. So, yeah, I can't really complain about that, but I feel like we're kind of at a disadvantage on, because we record on Mondays. And, you know, it's the beginning of the week. So everyone's just kind of like, I just got to get through the week, <laughs> you know, by the time we. That's what I really hate. Like, I really do hate this feeling like, you know, every time Monday comes that I need to get through the week because like then you're like months into the year or, you know, you know, a decade has passed and you're like, oh, my God, time flies by so fast. It's like, yeah, because you spent most of your time wishing the time moves so fast you know like i want to like appreciate it a little bit more and i do try to like i do try to be very positive i am snarky and petty but i'm actually very positive in general <laughs> okay so <laughs> i i kind of be like you know like i like to keep busy you know i like to learn i like to you know appreciate the time that we have and try to find the positive things like that but it's like so shitty when you're at work and you know if you work a nine-to-five or you work multiple um like part-time job which is also another reality too for a lot of people and it's like you're constantly looking at the time and hoping it moves faster and it's like no we shouldn't be living like this we should be living for like to appreciate the time that we have you know and like to appreciate the time that you know we're given because i mean like you know not to be depressing but like anytime we could go you know? <laughs> Like Nat, how exactly did you get here? <laughs> <laughs> I love Nat, man. But I'm just saying, I'm just saying basically that I like for anybody who doesn't know, I guess it's weird. Jimin just stepped out and she came back. So it's not that she wasn't listening. She wasn't sitting here like the whole time not listening to our conversation. Oh yeah, um, no. I you know what's funny? What's funny yeah. is that I actually, I was listening the whole time, actually, because I had my headphones still in when I went downstairs, yeah. but <laughs> but I did. I wasn't in front of my mic, so I was uh, muted. Okay. Fair <laughs> enough, fair enough. But yeah, we're I'm basically saying that Monday Blues shouldn't exist because we should appreciate the time that we have 
and that we should appreciate the minutes that we have because you never know, right? And and also too, like it's shitty, like just looking at the clock and waiting for it to count down to whenever your your shift is over every single day, you know, like because then you know, ten years later, and you're like, where has the time gone? I haven't done anything. I've I can't believe time moves so fast. I have all these regrets, you know, and all these kind of things that people say all the time. And it's like, yeah, because you spent most of your time looking at the clock and waiting for it to time, like to to wind down to like finish in school, finish in work, finish in that workout. You know, like there's so many different things. So I'm trying to like not have Monday blues is the point of that. Well, yeah, the best solution to that, I think, is to watch Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. Which I'm doing. Step out. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Step out of the world you're currently. Like, I think that reading and television and books, I just said b- reading and books, but <laughs> television and movies, they give you the opportunity to really sort of step outside of the real world. And I yes. think that helps time. When you, when you talk about passing time, that helps you pass it, at the very least, pass it more enjoyably. So if you can, if you happen to work a job, well, you're able to get some downtime that could be cool or if you're if you work a job like some people i know if, like you work in a warehouse well certain warehouses i would assume probably wouldn't allow headphones but some ones might you know try to listen to your favorite podcast or listen to an audiobook you know what i mean or, or whatever you have at, in your reach and if you don't have any of those in your reach well the best way to pass time is to be busy so just keep yourself busy i guess Yes, 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 yes. Um, that was a but we were terrible life talking. advice by Jim. <laughs> oh, not at all. Not I did mention keeping busy. Like I generally like to just add things on. Like I like to do workout challenges. I like to do all these things to keep me busy and keep my brain busy, and so that I don't feel. Do like random research. Time. You could yeah. do random research so that you could um, like argue with people over Twitter about history. <sighs> <laughs> and you know topics that don't matter <laughs> really become a nerd really? uh, of something so that you can argue about stuff that doesn't matter there you go solve all your problems <laughs> so yes we were basically just talking about how we're doing how are you doing Jimin? i'm okay i burnt my zucchini chips and they're kind of gross right now like kind of bitter you know you're still eating them so i mean well, I, literally, this fun. is the only thing I've eaten today. It is oh. 7.21 p.m. And this is my first time eating today. So the well. day really did get away from me. I was not kidding when <laughs> I sat there earlier. Yeah, I had some, a lot of things happen, some sad stuff. So I'm trying to be not sad. But yes. yeah. Okay. That's why well, we're here for let's K-pop. Get in. Yeah, let's, let's, I mean, we, and we were talking a lot before this about but anyways, I have been listening to Journal Got Seven. And I've also been listening to Nobody uh, Drum Rolled. <laughs> I've also been listening to Infinite, of course. And I've just been listening to some like old playlists. Like I'm one of those people who makes a playlist for everything, every single mood, every single like feeling I have playlists so I've just been listening to a lot of like R&B like older R&B 
did listen to Kelly Clarkson the other day. I think because I've seen that Breakaway was like, it was 20 something years old, I think, or something, or 15 years old or something. I don't know. What? But oh, I was about to I, say, now that has maybe, to be wrong. Yeah. Well, no, it's, it came out in 2004. So it's 17 years. No? Yeah, but it's not 20. I know. I, I did say 20 or 15. Like, I couldn't remember the actual year, right? But okay. I just looked it up now. So I listened, I was listening to Breakaway and it was just like bringing back all these like memories of like how that was like the perfect album at the perfect time kind of thing. And then I was listening to some other Kelly Clarkson albums and I started listening to Feist again, for, which is really random because I hadn't really listened to Feist in like a very, very long time. I didn't even know if she was still making music. And then just a lot of like My Chemical Romance and like alternative lists. Like Apple Music has really cool like alternative album like alternative playlists for each year so i went back to like 2002 2003 in those years and i was just like listening to that stuff and yeah just a lot of seven for seven from god seven i think that's actually like a really underrated album and i it's very r&b focused and i i really really enjoyed it so that is it for me what about you guys well i'm about to shock the world right now for some reason i was like let me listen to some like oldies but not too old like early 2000s mid well mid 2000s let's call it that girl i ended up going back and listening to like t-pain's entire discography (laughs) it started off with me listening to do you guys know the song Southside with lloyd and ashanti sure do sure do okay so it started off with that then it went into an Ashanti spree. I don't know who hurt Ashanti, but I would like to sue them on behalf of Ashanti because every single song she was talking about being in pain from some dude. And then it ended up with T-Pain. Like I just listened to literally every T-Pain song that I remember from that time. What's your favorite Ashanti song? And then what's your favorite T-Pain song? I'm interested. <laughs> okay. Does it have to be straight Ashanti or is it like featuring Ashanti? It could be featuring Ashanti. She featured a lot okay. too. My favorite Ashanti feature is Southside because I grew up like really into Lloyd. So mm. that is my favorite Ashanti feature. My, <laughs> my favorite Ashanti, like straight Ashanti. That's hard. I'm actually going to redirect that question to you and, and Ash. Because <laughs> I, I don't know. That's hard. I really like don't leave me alone with which is her and i think aurelia seven or something like that and it's from concrete rose which is like a very underrated album because it wasn't like the monster hit like her first two albums were and it's it's like a b-side for t-pain um for t-pain for me it's chopped and screwed <laughs> i really like oh, chopped and screwed that's a really good song actually that is a really really good song there's a song though where he doesn't really sing with like autotune and I cannot for life of me like I remember hearing it when it came out but I for life of me could not remember like what the song was called and and or anything like that I he did have like this like weird it's not weird but it's kind of weird for him like this sort of woke song called get up I think it came out last year that's not a bad song either what about you I I find that T-Pain's voice sorry no, no, go, go. What were you 
Well, I was gonna say, like, I find that T Pain's voice, like his natural unautotune voice, is still pretty good. Like, it's not like the autotune oh, drastic. Yeah, like the autotune doesn't make it better. It, it just makes it different. And I also don't think his. I think he did autotune best. Like everybody else's autotune is just really bad compared to his. But I, I will answer the Ashanti question. I think, I think I'm gonna have to say foolish. But Ash, uh, <laughs> I don't really have like. I can't think of a T Pain song. But for like Ashanti, I'm in love with a stripper. <laughs> okay, yeah, I could that one. Now that you said it, but like when T Pain was like, I mean, T Pain was one of those things where when he was really big, he was everywhere and his songs were everywhere. But I can't really like recall them, you know. Like I didn't really pay that much attention to him at the time, even though I knew who he was definitely and knew his songs. But yeah, Ashanti definitely was someone that I like I remember more just because I actually like listened to her music and bought a couple of her CDs and things like that. I think my favorite Ashanti song is Rain On Me. I had a cousin that used to play uh, that like constantly. That's a good one. And it just got stuck in my head. So. Not to be too off topic but I'm in this like T-Pain Essentials. I really forgot that he did like a lot of really good Girl! Like, he had drink. bops! <laughs> bartender good life from like he had a lot of like i remember when he dropped that song low with Flor- florida and i didn't mm-hmm. realize that florida was really supposed to be florida but just you know split so i'm bullying you forever <laughs> <laughs> i remember i was like florida that's a weird name my friends like it literally means florida he's just trying to be cute i was like uh Oh, but I'm also not American. So when do I really need to think about Florida? Like, (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say that. (laughs) But yes, we are like, maybe one day we'll give you guys just like an, like a mini sode about just us talking about Western R&B and like music in general and things like that. But for now, we're here to talk about K-pop. Yeah, because the only K-pop I've been listening to is 2 by 2 And Ah. it's the same old story until they come out with their new album. Yeah, for me, I haven't listened to, haven't been listening to that much K-pop. I've been listening to, like, Nat, a lot of my old playlists. So it's a lot of old, old stuff from, like, the 2010s and the mid and early, like, periods of that, like, decade. So, yeah, I mean, other than that, and some Rina Sawayama and Carly Rae Jepsen and some Mariah. That's pretty much all I've been listening to. So why don't we move on to our comebacks? Okay, well, I I have heard about Butter, of course. I really haven't heard of... I didn't know Ailey was coming back. I didn't know One Us was coming back because if I had known, I would have been on that. But I'm interested to see what comes of One Us, BTS, and I'm kind of interested in Dream. I don't know. Like, I've been, like I said, very, very underwhelmed with NCT for like a year now. So I'm just trying to like hedge my bets, so to speak. And then honestly, G Silent Idol, they don't have to come back again. And I wouldn't know this. <laughs> like, 
So the thing about them is I like their concepts. Like I feel like their concepts, whoever like comes up with them and their styling and the choreography does a good job with like the actual like with coming up with those things, but the songs themselves are just very forgettable. Like in it's because they what's need the last order. song you liked by them, Ash? Was it Han or the Probably. last one you liked by them? Probably Han. Yeah. I don't think I've really liked anything since then. It's because that one girl with the dead eyes is the one who keeps writing all their music. That's why. And they keep bigging <laughs> her up like, oh, she's she's a writer, producer. She's so great. Yeah, but her songs suck. Like the only song that I I personally only like La Tata. I don't I haven't liked anything. I don't care how artistic and, and creative and you know deep, quote unquote, the stuff that they've been dropping is it's just it doesn't sound good and it looks weird i just didn't i just haven't liked it you know what Nat? you make a really good point about like songwriting like people will big up songwriting but like they'll do it for everything and it's like not every songwriter is, is actually good <laughs> like like just well, because you do it too. yourself doesn't mean yeah it's impressive that's because the point I was guess what make. anybody can go and cook but that doesn't mean their cooking is good. They can just burn the food. Sorry. <laughs> just because it's, it's edible doesn't mean that it's good. One. And number two, it's like, just because I think there's just this, this feeling in K-pop that people have to prove something by writing their own music. And it's like, sometimes you just need to sing well. Sometimes you should just dance well. You don't need to be a writer. Like there are professional writers for a reason, just like there's professional, you know, engineers, professional producers like there's a reason that these people exist it's because sometimes you just need to like be pretty like sometimes that's just your job you know you know what i want to make a comment i'm gonna make two comments about that my first comment is it's like i always say when i'm watching a bucks game and bryn forbes decides to go in for the layup drives into the lane instead of sitting camping out on that three-point line i always say you know what bryn we don't pay you to drive into the lane your name is not Giannis. your name is not lebron james your name <laughs> your name is not steph curry we pay you to sit there on that three-point line and wait till somebody passes to you. And you better hope you can make it. That's all you get paid for. So sometimes you should just do what you pay for, right? I mean, I, I, that's probably harsh and mean. But that's the moral of that story. Anyways, Nat, what did you think of? Wh which one was your favorite out of the ones you watched? Not gonna lie. It was Ken Daniel with Antidote. It's a bop. It is an R&B treasure. Like, he never disappoints. Honestly, like, come Daniel fans, you know, let's call it truth here because the man makes great music, okay? And we would really like to talk about it again. So let's just call it truth here. But Antidote is fantastic. Like, it is the most memorable song on here. I really did like New S Inside Out too. I, I think it was really, really fun and it's very catchy. Like, at the beginning of the song, they sort of repeat it throughout the song, and it's so catchy. It looks good. It sounds good. Day six, I really wanted to like you make me, but I there's something missing from it. I don't know what, but I wasn't a huge fan. And Hyphen's Drunk Days was interesting. It is like a lot of club sounds are coming back, like like '90s dance club songs, you know, like. So I feel like that that and I. 
I'm pretty sure AB6 is close. Or is it? I think it's those two songs were very similar in that regard because they felt like club music, just different type. Like I think in hyphens was a little bit more rock based, but they were, they were okay. I think it's more like I would have to listen to it multiple times. And then P1 Harmony Scared has fantastic lyrics. Like it's a very motivating song. It's a very in, inter, I don't know. It's just, it just makes you think. I really liked it. But like that song, I can't remember if it's AB6 or N-Hyphen. I really wanted there not to be any rapping. I think it was in hyphen. I really, I was very impressed with the singing, but the rapping was like a no bueno for me. <laughs> and P Harmony starts with rapping and like the course is kind of rap heavy, but the singing was really good actually. So I hope they keep with that. Three, it's so it's called Third Eye and Stalker is a fantastic song. It is so good. It's, it's bright, it's fun, but it's mature. Also, it kind of reminds me of like when Mamamoo debuted, but it's like less of that like old school feel and it's it's a little bit more modern. So I, I really think that they're a group to watch. And this so this is it Saweetie? I've heard about her on the read. I have no idea about anything about this girl. The song is cute. I heard it for the for the first time because Jessica and Irene did like this TikTok thing where they were singing the chorus and like you know, my best friend, blah, 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 blah. This was okay. Like, I thought it was like a bop, you know, it was really cute. Everybody, I mean, it's it's about, you know, girls loving their friends. I loved it. Still confused about why Jamie sounds like that since she's never been in America. Like she didn't go to school there. She's literally only lived in Asia, but you know, yeah, I, I enjoyed the comebacks this time around. Nothing was like terrible. Like, I feel like sometimes we kind of record, I'm just like, mm, I don't know about K-pop anymore. But like, this was actually, it felt fresh, it felt different. <laughs> I don't know about K-pop anymore. Now, I have a question. Yeah. What is 90s club music? Yeah, like, I feel like the, the like, bass in a lot of these songs, when you pull them up, like, it reminds me of, like, some of the early 90s. sort of Because it's not the, like, everybody's doing cocaine music that came a little bit later, you know, <laughs> like with the raves, it's not that type of music. Like this is actually like, like the bass itself is, is, is pretty common, but yeah, that's, that's kind of like the way that I'm feeling about it. I, I really didn't like, didn't dislike anything. I thought everything had potential or it was really good. So I'm happy. Okay. Well, did anybody catch the debuts? Hot issue. Every time I think of hot issue, I just, think of Kate of four minute yeah so i don't know like, four minute coming back it, like yeah no guy for a quick second kina doesn't know those girls so no all right but yes the next topic yeah well let's get into our news so in 2020 the news broke that former bto b member had reportedly spent $90,000 in marijuana, Ilhun, which resulted in legal troubles for him, and then he had to leave the group. Now it's been revealed that him and seven others brought drugs 161 times in a two and a half year span, totaling over two pounds and over $110,000. This was revealed during a hearing. Ilhun's legal representative said that he was 
admitting to all the charges and it's reflecting on his wrongdoings. Ilhun said that he is sincerely repenting. Seven other defendants who were indicted along with Ilhun also admitted to the charges. They were brought to trial for suspicions of purchasing and smoking 126 grams, approximately 1.8 pounds of marijuana together using approximately 100 and 30 million won, which is approximately $116,500 across 161 instances between July 5th, 2016 and January 9th, 2019. So, you know, they were smoking quite a bit of weed. And apparently they had the money to to get all of that weed. But, you know, you do that stuff in Korea, you know what the... The danger is and how Korea feels about marijuana and who knows what his what he's going to end up having to do as a result you know what his charges are going to be since you know Korea cracks down on this type of thing pretty harshly I'm not really surprised I is a final thought I have always felt like a lot of I, I don't know it's just a feeling I get that a lot of Idols probably do do weed and marijuana. I don't think it's, you know, people were talking about, oh, like Big Bang or the druggies. But I think it's probably more widespread than people would think, especially since people in the entertainment industry are always have access to everything that the general public does not. So I don't know what y'all's thoughts on that. Well, I have a couple of thoughts, actually. My first thought is, one, I didn't even know B2B had that kind of money. Two, it's really, it's still kind of surreal that, like, you can see, like, American celebrities just casually, like, smoking weed on Instagram. <laughs> Like they go live and they're just rolling up. And then like in South Korea, like even talking about weed, <laughs> you get in trouble. So it's the kind of like surreal to me. No comment on like whether the legality, all that stuff. I don't really have any comments on that. My third thing that I wanted to mention is that that is a lot of weed. <laughs> I guess over a three year span, it might not be a lot, but like when you put it in the context of like $110,000, this, he was practically running a cartel. So it's kind of funny. And then I would say my final thought is why was he keeping his receipts from his weed man? And also, why do weed men have receipts? <laughs> because I try to figure out how they found out. Like the exact dollar amount, <laughs> like that just seems ridiculous to me. Like, why? Why is there a paper trail? Like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, he needs to fire his weed man. But Nat, what do you think? Well, you know, to start, even though it does the whole like marijuana conversation is kind of silly to me at this point. I have to respect that you know in Korea it is a big deal and these are their laws and. Even though I don't think it's a big deal, they do. So, you know, the severity of this is, is enough that it got him kicked out of his group, right? So, and to B2B, they do make pretty good money because they, like, their, their digital singles do really well. 
I'm not sure so much about their albums. I mean, I think they they do pretty okay. Like they have a solid fan base in Korea and they're known as like an idol group, but an idol group that can sing. And they've always been relatively popular. I don't think like, uh, I mean, they came out in a time, I think it wasn't a great time to come out um, as a, or to debut as a group because, you know, you, you're going to be overshadowed by the shinies and the exos and the big bangs and the BTS is now, and you know, these kind of groups. So there's a lot of groups that, you know, they, they have their fan base and they, they make their money, but it's not, I don't think it's anywhere near the, say at the levels of some of these other groups. Right. But they do make pretty good money. And this is 110 K in the three years that he spent it. So I don't think he was really that, you know, tough about losing it, you know, and using it yeah I was saying that for dramatic effect okay (laughs) (laughs) obviously that's not that's probably a drop in the hat for him like over three years yeah I think so and then uh, so somebody did the math on Asian Junkie and basically he was spending about $32 per gram which is not a great deal but oh my god (laughs) i mean i don't i don't i don't do any sort of marijuana commerce i don't smoke weed or anything like that never have but i know that that's he's getting ripped off like i know i I know that's a lot of money about the cost of of this at all like i i just don't but yeah it sounds like a lot of money but I guess because he's famous, you know, they have to like, I guess the price is higher because you have to keep it a secret and, you know, all this stuff. So it is crazy because it was only the eight people that spent all this money. Right. And he was probably the one who spent the most because he's he seems like the only celebrity there. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, because it was only he's only spent 90 K, which is still a lot. It was the eight of them, I think that purchased it 161 times in those 2.5 years that sort of brought it up to 110k so they were uh, only smoking like once or th- two times a month though yeah oh wait amongst the eight of them 161 times amongst the eight yeah. yeah that wasn't even that often then that was like no. once every couple months like it's not like he was a an addict or something. <laughs> like i mean yeah i mean it wasn't yeah, affecting not- his work I just like, okay, I'm going to say it. I don't see how doing marijuana is worse than drinking until you pass out. So, I mean, I don't do either of these things because they're bad for you. But one is completely acceptable and expected and the other is demonized. It's just very strange. I don't know. I'm just hard pressed to believe that it's rare. It's just people don't get caught like yeah they're just, smarter uh, can, can somebody address how he got caught like nobody had ever talked about that like how did they find his receipts <laughs> maybe they like I'm, I'm serious <laughs> no maybe they maybe they they went through the financial records of whoever was selling it and maybe they kept impeccable records why are you keeping books if you're a wee man <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to file you know taxes what? you know what in every case drama that i've ever watched the bad like the person there's always that one person who's doing dirty and they always have a ledger okay where they write why <laughs> everybody needs to figure out and like people are fighting trying or like murdering people so they can get that ledger so they don't get found out so maybe no. it's like a thing in korea maybe you <laughs> have to write down all the bad things that you do and hope that nobody finds it <laughs> that sounds like that sounds like an anime plot like something a bad guy would do in an anime 
let me just monologue all of my evil deeds. Let me write it down. Yeah. I think that sounds plausible just on the basis of think of all the blackmail. You yeah. know, especially if you know. Oh, yeah. I, like famous people. I mean, like, you know, this is really aging me because I remember this, but there was once this madam in Hollywood named Heidi oh, I remember. She, she basically provided women for a lot of like big players in Hollywood back in like the 80s and 90s and stuff. And she, when she got arrested for doing it, she had her little black book, which is full of like all these names of these politicians and actors and da, da, da. and everybody was like oh my gosh you know what's gonna be in her little black book you know that sort of thing because she kept you know all of that and yeah. she got arrested yep. she wasn't paying taxes. and i'm guessing it. none of the politicians and celebrities did nope yeah remember she wasn't paying taxes for it so that that was the problem it wasn't ah. it was doing it's a fact that she was doing this and not paying taxes <laughs> so. i get it moving on yes Taman will be enlisting soon but before that he will be having a solo concert and that solo concert will be held on so it's may 2nd i believe on a sunday at 3 p.m kst yeah because the tickets go on sale yeah like well they're already on sale now ish for like the first lineup (laughs) Uh, yeah, I think the concert itself is going to be on well, soon, if it's May 2nd. I'm actually kind of conflicted about this. Like, I'm happy he's going, actually. I think it's important. But I think it's sad, like, how he kind of, like, if you watched his live talking about it, he's, he definitely seemed a little bit, like, down. Not yeah, just seen, but w- clearly that. was. Yeah, so, like, I, I'm not one of those people that I did for, for the first time and forever and ever really i saw shawls using the instead of saying enlistment they were saying the e-word and i'm like mm, these are young tayments or something these are not because <laughs> i'm just like it's, it's not that deep y'all like okay he's going to active duty but you know what i mean he's not going into a yeah. combat situation where there's a likelihood that he's gonna be you know in a compromising position this is the in, in many ways honestly i hate to say it this way but in many ways the military for even you know especially idols is is a little bit like a vacation from regular life if that makes sense like it's not this it's not the same as like it would be different if like north korea was initiating some sort of act that's not the case like it's a stalemate like neither side is firing (laughs) so and if they did they um, they have a u.s base right there in south korea to just you know what i mean like i don't know i just i don't worry for the lives of idols when they go to the military in the same way that i probably would if they were to enlist in in the u.s military you see what i'm saying yeah no and he's joining the military band as well so he's not even like (laughs) he's not even in the like combat you know he's not doing what minnow was doing where minnow was like i'm gonna be a sergeant by the time i leave okay right everybody he's in the military band which is like the best time because when tang and daesung were in the in the army they literally just went around singing everywhere okay and like having a great time they they ate some food you know like they let themselves go a little bit and they they had a good time by all accounts in the military. And it is a break. It's a time for you to, you know, 
one, get to meet people. Sometimes, I guess in the middle, I don't know how, how, like when men usually go to the army in, in Korea, like if they do it like before college, after college, before they join the workforce kind of thing. So I feel like sometimes idols tend to be a little bit older, but this is sort of like the school they miss going to, you know, like college, they don't go to college, they go to the military and they meet guys right. their own age or guys mm-hmm. younger or older. And they, you know, they, they have that time just to chill and relax and, and, you know, do their civic duty. And it's, it's a pride. It's like a proud thing to do in Korea. It's it's such it's like it's so important. It's like they have sayings that you are not a man until you come back from the army, you know? So the way that Western fans act, I don't know. I maybe it's also some Korean fans, I don't know, but I see it a lot in Western parts of the fan bases, and I'm just like, guys, you need to calm down. This is a Korean thing that they need to do. And it's not depressing. Like obviously it's for someone like Taemin who loves you know, putting out multiple projects a year and going on tour and things like that. I can see why, you know, this might be a little bit hard to get used to. But Taman's also like easy, like easygoing. He seems like he seems like people really enjoy being around him. I think he's going to have a good time. I think he's he's going to get to still perform. I think that he's going to meet other people and make more friends and like maybe learn some more experiences. And then the Taman that we get is going to be a, like somebody who's grown somebody who has matured in, in, in different ways. And, you know, it could lead, why well, it probably will lead to like an even better attainment at the end of the day. So like, give him this time. It's just a milestone in every Korean man's life. You know, like it's something to be expected. And he has friends in the army, in the army right now. Baekhyun just is like going just now, you know, Suho's I think is still there. Like he has friends in the army as well. And people seem like they usually have a good time there. So I don't see why Taemin is going to be crying into his pillowcase because he has to go to the army, you know? But sorry, I, I think I went all over the place about that. Yeah. <laughs> no, that I think I think you, you brought up some good points and I, and I agree with kind of your last point with, you know, it does make a lot more sense that he's kind of reacting because the fans are reacting because I know that people, some people are just like that where you kind of take on the emotional state of whoever is, you know, immediately in front of you or whoever, you know, you're talking to. I get that. And and I and the more you think about it, the more I feel like that's the case. I just don't considering how Onu, Ki, and Minho were pretty much smiling all the time in the military. I think that's kind of signaling what it might be like for Taman, especially since it's not like he's going to um, a place where he's gonna have to shoot a gun at somebody. All right. Next story. A staff from Dazed Magazine has come under fire recently after fans spotted what appeared to be the man taking a Molka picture of Espa in a behind-the-scenes video of their Givenchy shoot with the publication. Um, The video in question was uploaded a month ago on Espa's channel. And the only thing that you can kind of tell in the clip, well... It looks like he does turn the front-facing camera on. Fans demanded a statement from Days and SM. SM did release a statement, and they basically said that the individual who appeared in the video in question is the photographer who was in charge of the photo shoot, and we have confirmed that he didn't do anything that warrants misunderstanding. 
the agency continued that Winter also enjoyed posing for the photo shoot at the time. And she says there was nothing upsetting nor any situations that could warrant misunderstanding on the set. We are grateful to the fans who worried about her and we hope there are no more misunderstandings. Some netizens have also said that staff are just checking the monitors. So, you know, some people are saying this is a misunderstanding. Some people are saying that they just sound like they just asked the photographer and he denied it. It's hard to say since there's no, there's nothing definitively where you can say, you know, he definitely took mocha pics, you know, the main kind of, Thing that people were looking at is that he had the front-facing camera on. So, I mean, I, you know, I honestly don't know what to think about the situation. Although, if the girls, you know, hopefully, if something was going on, that they would feel comfortable enough to speak out and say something if they felt that something untoward was going on on the set. That's what I have to say about it. Hopefully, if something was going on, that they would know about it and say something. What do you guys think? Well, I don't... It's kind of a tricky situation, I think, because you really don't know. But I generally, like... I automatically assume the worst. Especially in these situations, because mocha are, like... These mocha scandals are so out of control in Korea. So it would be very easy for somebody in that position to abuse it, you know? And it does sound like they literally just said, hey, so where are you taking mocha photos of these girls? And somebody was like, and the guy was like, nah, I would do that. And and SME put out a statement. Like, that's what it sounds like, too. So I, it's kind of hard to, 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 to know, especially since they're a, like a rookie Nugu group, you know, and I I do feel that, you know, society or social conditioning would probably make it that, you know, they would be less inclined to speak out about it because of the scandal, you know, to keep it quiet, to keep it clean kind of thing. And so it is kind of hard to tell the truth from the lies, you know, in these situations. Just like you, though, I hope that there wasn't anything scandalous or... Or, or crappy going on behind the scenes. I hope that this guy really was just, you know, monitoring something and the fans were, you know, doing their due diligence, good for them, and and spotted the front camera and were questioning it. And I, I do hope that, you know, she didn't feel uncomfortable or like her safety was at risk at any time. And that this is just a misunderstanding. It's it is very very hard to tell, to be quite honest. And I did read that this guy is like a famous sort of photographer in Korea. So and he's like he's he's photographed like a lot of people. So I mean, it would link him to a lot of other situations. I think so. It, which would sort of open that wide, like the burning sun, in some ways, right? And they're still dealing with that barely. Uh, so I'm kind of hoping that it's it is just a misunderstanding and we can kind of move along. But it did bring back a lot of like memories of a lot of the like really creepy stuff that happens to female idols in the industry, you know, usually by people who have these big positions. 
and even just like some fans who go too far, you know, and it's, it's unfortunate. I hope that everybody gets the help that they need when they're faced with these types of situations, you know, but that's it for me. Okay. Moving on. Cube has a new girl group. Interestingly, it's come around about the same time Silent G Idol Sujin has had her bullying allegations. But they debuted a new logo and logo animation, official logo animation for their new group called Lightsome. Any thoughts on the girl group? Uh, so they're totally pulling an SME with what they did with Red Velvet and <laughs> basically debut a new group, you know, all willy-nilly, not properly, but hope that it, it allows people to forget about the scandals with your other groups. And I, it'll probably work because people have very short like attention spans and I find that in K-pop because everybody is generally very pretty fans are willing to sort of accept (laughs) things like (laughs) they don't hold grudges as much as they should as long as they're not dating of course so it's yeah I'm not I'm not really expecting anybody to hold a grudge against the bullying girl from Silent G Idol and they're definitely not going to kick her out of the group if they were going to kick her out, they would have done so by now, like they did with BTOB and Ilhun. It's clear that they want to keep her. And keeping her means, you know, she's not a part of this upcoming comeback. She's not. And, and we're just going to keep her sitting pretty, you know, and doing her thing while we debut this new girl group. And hopefully people will forget about it. But also, too, there's all that scandals with CLC. And Elkie leaving because of mismanagement, mistreatment, and things like that. So Cube really does need to reform and reshape the narrative about their company at this point because they are ha- they've had a lot of scandals in the last couple of years, and I'm sure that it has affected their bo- affected their bottom line. So yeah, I good luck to Lightsome. I think they're called. It looks like the group itself has a very different concept. As well, too, it looks like it's going to be a very soft, girly concept versus like the girl crush stuff that, you know, Four Minute and Silent G Idol and CLC were kind of known for. So interested to see what Light Sum has to show and to offer. Apparently, some of the girls are from like Produce as well. So they're really pulling out, you know, the big guns with this guy, with this group I met. We'll see. We'll see how that works. Yeah, that's it. What's our next topic? Okay, doke. Well, wavy member Win Win was caught on camera in China with two unknown girls. The trio went for a meal before heading to a VR gaming center. Then the trio separ- separated in the wee hours of the morning, and Win Win was later spotted smoking by the roadside on the way home. No prizes prizes for what Nezens found was most offensive. 
I thought the situation was funny. I, I don't remember my first reaction to it, but I do remember seeing him smoking and thinking to myself, I never thought women was a smoker. Like, it just didn't seem, I don't know. It, it's just like a weird, it, it's like an out-of-body experience in a sense where, like, you ever just, like, realize I don't know, because, like, you, of course you don't know these people. But it's just, like, the idea that you had of that person is just totally false. Like, and not in, like, a weird, like, stand way, but just in the way that, like, maybe you just couldn't picture that person smoking. Or you couldn't picture them doing something, and then you see them doing it, like, oh, okay. And you just kind of move on. But it's just, it's just the fact that you just didn't picture it in your head, you know? That was kind of, like, the reaction I had. But, now, nah, what do you have to say? I just don't understand what the big deal is. He's a legal adult. He was in China, not Korea. And these are his friends that he went to a gaming center with. He was he didn't go to a party. He didn't go to somebody's apartment. You know, they literally just went to a gaming center. And so I don't know what the big deal is. But also I know that when you don't know what the big deal is, that's usually when it's a big deal in Korea. So <laughs> I don't, maybe I'm missing something culturally. I obviously smoking is not great for somebody who sings or raps. I don't know what win-win does, but. Uh, well, well, we can, we can, first of all, sweetheart, we can eliminate that statement because win-win doesn't do anything. Okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's kidding. But, um, you know, win-win is there to, um, make wavy a seven member group and i'll just leave oh, it at that but he's also in nctu and ncct 127 so. well okay so the, hey, let, let me clarify this okay he's no longer in nct 127 as of like two years ago i don't know why they just oh. randomly plucked him out and replaced him with jungle so there's that and then okay. the other thing is that nctu is not really like a group i never say oh this person is in nctu because all of nct is in uh, ncTU i just okay, say that he's no. done music under that under nctu yeah but i i hate to say it that way but it's not like the cigarettes is messing up his vocals i mean yes you want him to stop smoking so that he can stop messing up the environment smoking is not good for your health is not good for the environment of course we all know this but it ain't it ain't like he needs his vocals for anything so i mean okay. that perspective well, i'm on his k profile and it says that he's the lead dancer lead rapper visual and sub vocalist so i can see what you mean by that he's <laughs> good for him <laughs> you said what i was like he's 510 good for him yeah he, he's he got a height advantage over the other members in wavy except for lucas i believe yeah. but i mean that's really it he's there to be cute tall and kind of dance like kai a bit so uh, take that how you will and this is coming from somebody who actually really likes win-win in terms of okay. what i see so i like him though in love talk i mean that's really the only like that's sure favorite songs in general remember what right. his line was like his his standout lines can you do you remember what they were wasn't he the one who said i'm gonna make it clap <laughs> was that <or> not him? <laughs> <laughs> i love how winwin is known for these like one-liners that he probably shouldn't even be saying 
<laughs> like I honestly I feel like that he's the one who who says that part, but I'm not sure now because I haven't actually watched the music video. I think he but is he goes, because Max, he Max, 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 we can have it all. Is that the one it's not Don't know about that, but I know in regular he says you gonna bust it, bust it, bust it for a real one. I know he says that. Uh, <laughs> Which is hilarious. Important. Um, but <laughs> I guess he I guess he is a real one though. I mean Yeah. Only I mean, real ones get into smoking. scandals. Yeah, he's, he's out here smoking. He's out here hanging out with girls. Oh my god. I can't believe this 37-year-old man is hanging out with girls. Okay, well, I put, I put him up on color-coded lyrics, and he says, he, his lines are, I'm waiting, I just want you to come on over where I'm staying. He says, stock's cheap, I'm about that action. Girl, feel that attraction. And he goes, ooh, tell me, babe, tell me how you like it, babe. I don't, oh, that's actually one of my favorite parts of the song. But yeah, I don't even know your name. I, don't, I am shocked. says, uh, Max, 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 we can have it all. He's not the one. Who? Let's see. I'm Girl, we doing research <laughs> on these. All I'm Henry, saying is Henry, that when is... Oh, Hendry has been canceled, girl, and he's canceled oh. for real. Not canceled in the he's not canceled in the way people pre- be pretending to cancel like Republicans. He Winwin is actually canceled. I mean, Hendry, Hendry is actually canceled. We didn't cancel oh. Winwin, not in America. Oh, oh, he's, is he the one who had that weird translation scandal? No, he's the one who people told him to stop using dreads as a wig costume and he said no because i hate the blacks and kept doing it anyway oh. so yeah oh also oh, he like a real racist oh yeah and also to of note with hendry is if i'm not mistaken he speaks english and not only does he speak english but like he just flat out said i'm not gonna stop making fun of this hair so uh, it's like what do you do at that point like <laughs> you just move on and you know it, it is what it is the, i didn't have no issue canceling him because i had never ordered him in the first place so <laughs> i mean it the problem solved itself but with regard to win-win this is similar to the situation with jay from day six i mean not not very similar in terms of what actually happened but similar in terms of how i feel you, like i said you're not canceled until further notice you know Mm-hmm. I'm gonna need you to do something actually bad to other people. Like when they cancel yeah. you, like this yeah. doesn't make any sense to me. Wow. I mean, we I feel like we haven't had like a real real racist. Like we got a lot of these like you know, soft racism, but no, no overt <laughs> stuff. Racism. Diet racism. <laughs> diet, you know, like <laughs> diet racism, yes. But I mean, that's usually what we get. We get a lot of like gaslighting, oh, cultural appropriation, ignorance, you know, things that people usually are just like, oh, they didn't know any better and they explain it away kind of thing. But this is like real, like hardcore, like that's someone who does not care what you feel or what you think. And that's why he he was can't like I said, he was canceled before we could even order came for the jamaicans too oh i mean i tried to tell y'all but yeah it's it's a mess so i've never seen this man in the street all right on site it's on site all day (laughs) oh that might be uh 
Disclaimer that when Nat says on site, she just means that he's going to get a stern talking to. Absolutely. It is not a threat. I'm I'm not an adult. I'm not going to fight you. I mean, I'm going to want to fight you, but I'm an adult who can go. Yeah, like not going to fight you. Grown people. If I see an adult fighting, (laughs) I have a lot of questions. It's like it has to be like super extreme. Like you did something to their kid or something like that for me to be like, okay, I get it. You know, I'm not just like going to fight somebody on the street. Like what? <laughs> like all those, those videos I mean, that of people w- fighting people at the airport. Like that's recently come up what? on Twitter a lot. Yeah. Like on Twitter, I swear to God in the last week, I've seen three different videos of people fighting people at the airport. I don't get Why it. Why are people even at the airport? <laughs> that is I another just- thing. That is another thing. But yes, that's normally what I'm seeing a lot of. So, That is yes. weird. Oh, but I noticed on this article that his fans were clearing the Twitter searches. Don't worry. Don't worry. I'm going to put up. Two oh, they were. Yeah, I did see that. I was like, when I looked into the trend, because I saw women trending, and I was like, women hasn't been relevant in a while now. What is he trending <laughs> for? And I clicked, in there. I clicked in there. And yeah, his fans were trying to clear the searches. And I'm like... It's 2015. We still doing this. Right. But I think that's it for the topics. Oh, I did yep. want to mention something. Sure. So I don't know how it came up, but on Twitter, you know, people were talking about like the best three songs, or sorry, the best songs for NCT, right? And it was like Limitless versus Cherry Bomb, of course. So I said that I really like Limitless's chorus and Mark's verse are the only good part of Cherry Bomb. Bum. Zana Reed. Hi, Zana. Patreon. She listened to our podcast. Very lovely person. Said that they don't agree. They usually agree with us, but not on this. And they mentioned that Superhuman, Limitless, and Kick It were their favorites. And Cherry Bomb and Regular like rounded out the top five. And so I said basically that I would mention it on the podcast to see if you guys agreed. If you guys had similar opinions on... NCT and it's mostly for Jimin because I, I assume that Ash does not listen to a lot of NCT <laughs> so she I said mean, that so she's saying that she's saying that yes okay like okay so we're talking about she said Limitless Kick It and Superhuman Superhuman's number one Limitless is number two and Kick It is number three in NCT's discography entire discography yes one two seven or NCT just generally um it was, oh, it was an NCT roundtable, so all NCTs. I, okay, I so feel like we're really talking about NCT 127 here, because those are NCT 127 songs, right? So, right. Uh, yeah. So, okay, if we're talking about NCT 127, it's still a no. <laughs> um, <laughs> no offense, we still, we still love you over here, but I don't think I like any of those songs. <laughs> Really? NCT. Okay. I, okay. My favorite NCT songs are almost always B-sides. They just have really good B-sides. Like they have a song called has I'm not going back back. I forgot. I forgot the name of the song. But I love that song. I think it's called Back to You. Yeah. Okay. I is they have a song called Back to You. They have a song called Replay. They have a song called What's like Replay 127 p.m. or something like that they have a lot of singy songs that are pretty good they i think 
Regular Irregular has a lot of good songs. I think their earlier stuff, if we go back to the early stuff, Cherry Bomb is definitely like my favorite from the early days of NCT, one, NCT 127. Limitless is okay, but I mean, that's really it. NCT as a whole, we have to just dream in a dream by 10 if we can include solos. Since we're including units, we might as well include solos as well. There's also 10 and Taeyong's Baby Don't Stop that I love. NCT has a song called Touch, which I really like. They also have Dream has a lot of bops. Dream has Go, which I love. Actually, I found I realized the other like a while ago that I well, the other day and a while ago that I really like a lot of NCT Dreams, like middle of their discography, not the early stuff, but not the most recent stuff either. And then there's one more song that I know I'm forgetting. Which one is it? Not Seventh Sense. Is it Seventh Sense? No, it it's is. not. Seventh I don't think Sense. you mentioned Seventh Sense, no? Okay, well, if I didn't, then, then that's the other song. And I also like <laughs> Black on Black, but I like okay. Black on Black, not the song, but the performance. Wow, I just basically named their whole discography. But basically yeah, everything basically. outside of those songs, <laughs> outside of the songs that were named, that's what yes. I like. Okay. Also, just another thing. I have Black Girl Talks Pop said, Ladies, I understand your Super M argument, but are we really saying that Baekhyun is the best singer in EXO? He's one of the main vocalists for a reason, but Dio is right there. So I saw that and I yeah. wanted to respond and say, yeah. I'm not exactly sure. I mean, there was only one lady who made that comment. <laughs> I personally I, I speak for myself in the reply. Okay. <laughs> yeah, like personally speaking, right? I think that Beckham definitely probably has the best like objective like vocal technique like hands down in in EXO. Like I really think that. Obviously in Super M he's the best vocal. I mean, there's no argument there. But in EXO, I think he has the best technique, but early on, I was actually a big fan of like Dio and Chen. Like yeah. more so, th- and and even to this day, like I think Dio, I, I'm saying Dio, like Dio Brando from <laughs> JoJo's. <laughs> yeah, I just realized I'm saying it that way. But I think Dio, I think he has like a tone. I prefer his tone with Beckham's delivery. Like Beckham has a really like decent technique and decent delivery. And then Chin, he ain't sounded the same ever since he decided he wanted to be racist. So <laughs> I just, <laughs> I'll let you take from that what you will. Yeah. What about you, Ash? Do you agree? Don't agree? What do you feel about I I've heard clips of Dio and Bacon singing, and I think they are both very talented vocalists. Although I have to say that Dio does have a certain color to his voice I prefer, I guess, if I had to choose between the two. You can just call it the black color. <laughs> I mean, let's be real. A lot of people, especially like black fans, like Dio's voice because he sounds a lot like the R&B boys, the black R&B guys that we kind of listened to growing up and whatnot. And I'm not saying that's necessarily your case, Ash, but just in general, that's just something I've noticed. Oh well, yeah, I would say his style is definitely more, more like that, you know, and that probably has something to do with why I prefer it. So yeah. That's that's my take. Okay. 
And I mean, I do want to stress that I do think they all have great voices. Obviously, I was a an XOM bias for a very long time. And Chen is the only member of these three that was in that group. So, so I did listen to a lot more of Chen. And I Chen was basically my favorite vocalist until they lost all those members and became a super group. And I was more more. I got to know most more of Baekhyun and Dio's vocal coloring through that. And so I think that they're all fantastic in their own way. And I think that they, like, I don't think that there's anything to sleep on when it comes to Axel's vocals. So regardless, I mean, they're rapping. We can, we can talk about that if you want, but they're singing. No, <laughs> they're known for having good singers, you know, and for being multi-talented artists. So yeah, that is the only thing that I really wanted to mention. So I guess we can go to shout out. Okay, well, I, you, Nat, did you want to go over? Oh, oh, okay. All right. Well, everybody muted. So shout outs to Two by Two. I just, today they had a really fun episode of their little variety show that they do. And then next week's, I already know is going to be really fun because they're going bowling. I don't know why, but I really like when they go bowling on these little like variety shows. I don't know why. Also, shout outs to. I cannot believe my brain just went empty with all the shout outs I wanted to give because they were like K-pop boys. But yeah, that's I guess that's really it. Oh, Taemin. Shout out to Taemin. Don't cry. We love you shout outs to oh yeah shout outs to rocky for creating giorno giovanna and bruno bucciarati because i mean i need to, i need to say no more also shout outs to we have to listen to this one day maybe we can even do this you know on another like a, a mini soda or something but um Shout out to whoever wrote the theme for Jonathan's theme in part one of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure because, girl, that theme gets me so hype every time I hear it. And dare I say it, I'm, I know that a bunch of people are going to come for me, but dare I say it, it gets me more hype than Sasageo. So, yeah. And also, Jorno's theme gets me more hype than Sasageo, too. But I still love Aaron. Aaron is still my number one, but you know, I just, it is what it is. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's it. Shout out to Josuke Higashikata, too. Josuke's pretty cool. So <laughs> I sound like such a nerd. Nat stopped me before I start going more into it. I don't know. Link Horizon is pretty epic. And they make excellent cult music. So I don't know. <laughs> mm, you know what it is for me? It's like the I I think it's because like. So I don't know if I want to say this on air, but basically for me, it's just the swell of the music. It's just like uh, it's just like what so, a journey, an emotional journey that Jonathan's theme takes me through. We'll have to mm. listen to it and I'll have to point it out to you what I'm talking about. But Anyway, <laughs> yeah, any shout out snap besides the Jungkook? Oh, shout out to Chayunu. He's my new, like, daily shout out, I guess. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, shout out to us. You know, another episode, another fun time to fight the Monday blues. 
shout out to the listeners. Thank you. We appreciate it. You, uh, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, as you can tell from this episode, we will definitely read it on air and discuss it. So <laughs> feel free to reach out to us if you like. Shout out to whoever created Tearless because they have been a lot of fun for me here and also on Soju Chronicles, which is the other podcast that I do. We like, they're just a lot of fun. Ranking things with friends is a lot of fun. Okay. Shout out to God7. You know, JB said they're going to try to do an album a year. Mark was like, what month is this? Oh, it's going to be soon. So uh, we're getting a new album maybe no one really knows i i doubt it's going to be just a song like encore was it'll probably be like a mini or a full album they probably just won't promote it depending on like how busy they are and when jackson's doing all of his albums and things that he's doing so it's going to be very interesting to see the first comeback of the um newly signed to Warner Korean group, GOT7. And Jinyeon's going to be in Yumi's cell with that girl who can't act. So we'll see how that goes. And Bam Bam is lovely. Being a menace as always, but love him. And, you know, everybody else is doing well. Young Jay's in a musical with Onu and Wonpo from Day 6. Can't remember what it's called, but I have to get some tickets for that soon. And shout out to that's it actually i don't think i have anything else to talk about i feel like we've talked about enough things today so ash shout outs shout out to rena sawayama i recently caught her tiny desk concert on npr the other day and she is awesome shout outs to top top just because and shouts to uh, Viola Davis at the Oscars. She looked gorgeous. And, you know, she's the most nominated Black actress in the Oscar history, even though the Oscars have a problem, an issue, I would say, with awarding Black actresses at their ceremony. But you know what? That's not going to stop Viola Davis. She's going to keep on keeping on. And... She is just awesome, and I want to be her when I grow up. And, yeah, shout out to our podcast, and shout out to our listeners and our patrons. Any other shout outs or announcements? Any last thoughts? Not really. I just bet, though, after we finish recording, something crazy is going to happen tomorrow. I'd be like, damn, we should have talked about this on the podcast. Well, just as a coda, because I don't know, maybe this is something Jima knows about, but there was apparently something going around today or yesterday or something about Dispatch said they had something on Jungkook. I don't know nothing about that. You could have to send me the link because, girl, I love tea on Jungkook. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> they claim to but then it was like kind of dropped or something i don't know i just saw it mentioned somewhere and i was like what and people were i like, love some good jungkook tea jungkook is so problematic not in our version of problematic but in the korean version <laughs> and yeah. so i love hearing his tea it's always so e-boy. funny he has an e-boy that's just waiting to bust out oh i did want to say hopefully that international fans this is mostly for international fans 
can divest from sites like All K-Pop and Kriaboo because they are garbage sites, one. And two, Nina from AOA, you know, put up some very triggering images on her Instagram. She's, I think, in the hospital now. Uh, You know, pray for Mina. And they were removed from her Instagram, but I think it's Kriaboo retweeted them or reposted them in an article. And these are very triggering photos. And I once again want to remind people that these sites are basically like TMZ for K-pop. But even TMZ, I feel, has a little bit more pedigree and respect. They have more respect. Still scumbag. But yes, definitely a lot more respect than Koreaboo and and all K-pop and like Netizen Buzz. These are just sites that feed on like the worst parts of K-pop, I feel, a lot of the time. And I mean, we will not forget how they literally put up nude photos of an underage Eileen back in the day. And also basically created and ran with the bullying scandal against Tiara. So do not give them your clicks. Do not give them your views. There's so many awesome sites and just Twitter um, pages and like not Netizen Buzz or not Panchoa, who are both closing, FYI, soon. But there's so many different places that Why? have the same stories because they don't get paid for for basically preventing you from giving these places oh. clicks and they have to deal with a lot of abuse, right? Yeah. It's like that. Remember that old, that old, that person, it's like an old Twitter page, that person that used to translate articles. I think it's like, oh, yeah, something. They yeah. also got bullied off the internet too. So at this point, these fans are just going to bully everybody off all the like hardworking people who do it for zero dollars and, you know, take all this abuse. And then you're going to be left with the garbage sites, the ones that we don't want to have, you know? So who, who basically just post things to incite fan wars and discourse and like negative discourse and to have agendas. Like Netizen Buzz has agendas with everything that they post. Okay. Especially when it comes to her bias, looking at who's her uh, bias. Zico. (laughs) Are you serious? Uh, That's your yeah. bias? You can pick um, any bias. And you pick Zico? I don't anymore, <laughs> but I just remember whenever there was dating scandals, those were like some of the more malicious posts that I would ever see. And I do remember they also hate Jessica Jung from SNSD. And that's already a no bueno for me. So yeah, I'm just saying, guys, like if you want to consume English language news about K-pop, there are so many different places on Twitter that you can find that information. A lot of articles from journalists in the K-pop sphere, like Tamara and Alexis, and you know, a lot of spaces that also have articles on K-pop, like Team Vogue now and like Forbes and things like that. So there's so many places that you can get information that are not the ones that I mentioned. So please stop going to those ones. That's all I wanted to say. And yes, prayers for Mina because she's still going through it and you know she needs all the help that she can get yeah well said nat okay well if there's nothing else that was another episode of not your average netizens as always you can catch us on soundcloud on stitcher on spotify on apple Podcasts, or anywhere that you listen to your podcast really 
And you can also drop us a line at notyouraveragenezins at gmail.com. Let us know how we're doing. Ask us what our favorite food is. Ask us anything. And we will read it on the air if you like. Also, we are at Twitter. We're also on Facebook at Not Your Average Netizens, as well as Instagram at Not Your Average Netizens. And I believe that is it. Bye. <laughs> I'm not sure how we were going to Bye, y'all. That. <laughs> that was awkward. Bye. Hello. Bye, bye. everybody. <laughs>